Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the Ursa Crabs finally arrived back in Port Providence after dealing with the Vampire 3 issue for Galen Primewater on the Third Wizard. After returning, they took some much-needed rest on the island and gathered what information they could and finally decided on who they should actually swear their allegiance to. They finally decided on Galen Primewater and after the crew separated and gathered what supplies they foresaw they might need on the journey ahead, they are finally venturing to Galen Primewater to claim a ship and finally become a full crew. But will their self-interest as want-to-be-pirates get the better of them? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. Question Is Gellin Primewater on the council as well, or is it just the other guy? Gellin Primewater is on the council. He is one of the six council members. Got it. Yeah, perhaps. Oh, I, I never mind. Maybe I'm at seven council members. Jules, can you hold this bag open for me? I hand you my bag of holding. Uh, yeah, sure. All right. All right. And then I put all the clothes in there. Thanks, Bub. <laughs> no, anytime. <laughs> Can you not do it yourself? You see that? I don't know. Sorry, one of the four (laughs) council members. Is anything going on? That's a lot of influence. Oh, there's four? Yeah, there's a Manistrad Copperlocks, a new dwarven uh, addition who's a traditionalist. Edda Owland, a sorry, Edda Owland, who's a traditionalist. Manistrad Copperlocks is an imperialist. Gellin Primewater, a traditionalist. And Anders Salmar, uh, who was undeclared for traditionalists or imperialists. Perhaps we kind of use this seed to get him to vote to let the Birati enter town and trade. Yeah, do you, uh, Jules, do you catch them up on what you just discovered about Adelbrecht Auspitz? Yeah, yeah, including the fact that they can uh, trade us magical items. They got magic stuff down there? I gotta yeah. go. <laughs> now, I gotta say, these guys are, um, 
they're they're a little spooky looking uh i don't know if you've come in contact with a lot of uh you know folks who are like maybe not entirely alive uh oh i know you're like rubert yeah yeah, just sociopaths. <laughs> I've seen many. Okay, I am not a sociopath. Excuse you. I've seen many sick people on the decks of ships, you know, clinging to life. Yeah, I, I understand the metaphor. Yeah. Well, like imagine they're like they got to that point, and then they just kind of kept going, and they kept going, and they kept going, and then they died, and then they kept going. And... Wait, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It takes two two steps back. Uh, you know, like they died, and I, I, I don't, you know. There, like metaphorically, little, no. That's like like literally. Uh, there, there. It's a it's a weird spot, you know. Is this old kingdom that was doing really great, and then it's you know it all blew up and it wasn't doing great, and now I don't. I'm not. I'm not. It's been a while since I was over there, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's maybe kind of changed ownership a little bit by the looks of it. Um, you hear this. You hear Jules talking about literal ghouls uh, on this ship, and your mind flows back to everything Bellic was saying about the drowned fleet and every uh, tale you've ever heard of the rotting king, the sailor's devil, uh, who trades drowning sailors a chance to persist, but in exchange he takes their souls and forces them to join the drowned fleet. Uh you recall hearing of famous uh, or infamous tales of the dread pirates of the drowned fleet, such as the vampires Anika Sufakan and of uh, the Pale Prow and Sholek the Dread. Anikan Sufakan. That's literally the name. That's a, that's a name? Sorry. That's a name in the book. Anika Sufakan. That's very formal. Not Tufakan, Sufakan. Who is captain of the Pale Prow and Zolek the Dread? Two, uh, two of the of the most infamous uh, pirates of the Drowned Fleet, who sail on uh, ghost ships and have crews uh, entirely of the dead. So, seeing this uh, ghoul ship here calls that to mind. Okay, so I I know this doesn't look great, but there I promise this guy was nice. He he was he was you know it's a pleasant conversation. You might want to look away from him a little bit, but don't worry too much. You also recall Bellic saying that the Empire of the Waves has been dredged up from the depths of the uh, of the sea by the Rotting King and sent towards uh, Port Providence. Bellic believed it meant you were supposed to crew the Empire of the Waves, but uh, obviously you then killed Bellic, so his prophecy ability is pretty bad. Did I catch uh, this this guy's name for their ship? Uh, he called it uh, Die Unlieben. Uh. Graham, would uh, the um, as like being Monmaji, don't Monmaji like resurrect their dead relatives or something like? They have. They believe that, like, they're still of help to their family, whether they're like alive or not. I'm just wondering if I'd be conflicted by zombies or if I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, the Monmaji uh, practice necromancy far more, uh, or they're far more comfortable with uh, necromancy than you'd find anywhere else in, uh, in, or in most places of the world. Uh, their practice of the Maji basically says ne- dead people are fine um 
that it, the body is just a body. It's the spirit that's different, but they're also fine with Speak with Dead. So if you've spent a lot of time with Mon Maji, the idea of an undead is less significant, but there's a distinction between sentient undead walking around and basically object undead. I guess I don't know how I would feel or not. Well, that is a terrifying prospect. Are they undead like how kind of you are, Jules? I, mean, I don't mean to call you out, but... Oh, <laughs> Wait, what? Um, huh. like, he's, just like, right? he's just like a dead man walking. Look at him. He's covered in the scars and just like his dead eyes. Look, I mean, look at, look at I, this. I, I think you I have bright eyes. Jewels. Yeah. I thought. Thank you. I thought you have nice, pale, supple skin. Okay. Uh, the urge to cover up increases. Um, <laughs> I no, mean not it. like sorry. me. I'm sorry. I'll not like me. Like you know, like uh, rotting features. Like seeing too much of the inside that you don't expect. It's it's you know you got to fortify yourself a little bit, but just you know it's he's just a person. Just talk to him. It'll be great. All right. I mean, that's a little off-putting, but I am curious to perhaps maybe talk to him about digging up my father's old ship. Huh? Perhaps that's kind of a big ask. Oh, so now that's a, that's feasible now. But when I said something <laughs> earlier, no one ever listens to me, Celeste, and I'm tired of it. I feel you, Phil. I feel you. Did you say something, Phil? I'm sorry, I wasn't <laughs> listening. <laughs> I would start walking toward GP's house. <laughs> okay, so it, it is a big ask, but we might be their only friends in this town. This guy got kicked out of the tavern I was in, so we sh- let's 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 get in with them. Why align yourself instantly with the only person who's or only people who have been excluded from the town? <laughs> hey, that's us soon, I guess. No, yeah, we're like on our way to meet Gellin Primewater. We have yeah, a small we have a small window. Oh, Where the aristocrabs? Yeah, that's a good point. Speaking of which, I'll be right back, and I go off into uh, behind a building somewhere. And when I come back, I'm I'm wrapped up. All right, you uh, see what you did, Ruber. I didn't mean to insult you, Jorlis. It's just I I I frankly like the look. It's very intimidating and scary. Like it's oh. good for a pirate. Oh, God. <laughs> you apologize to you fail to apologize to Jules as the four of you step into the uh, uh, step into Prime Waters Mansion, uh, regretting that Zell Nern is still sleeping, but knowing that the turtle needs his rest. Uh, yeah, he's st- also not great in uh, you know charisma scenario. Charges <laughs> <laughs> uh, turtle power. You step in, and the uh, butler is quick to uh, welcome you to Sid, uh, providing you drinks uh, and asking, or and uh, saying that he'll fetch uh, prime water. However, it's he's hardly through his introduction before uh, stepping down from his grand staircase is Gellin Primewater himself. Uh, the dapper uh, man in, that you know is 62 but looks to be in his late 40s uh, comes walking down the stairs. You know, he has buckle, black buckle shoes. He has high white stockings. Uh, his pants uh, end just below the knee where they cuff and billow. They flow up to a, uh, a vest that's underneath a a jacket that ends at the waist with a lot of billowing lace coming out of the um, coming out of the collar and at the sleeves. Uh, he wears a decorative uh, sword at his side. He has his uh, beard is well groomed and perfectly maintained. Salt and pepper. Same with his hair, which is uh, 
currently not cloaked beneath one of his fine hats as he is indoors. Uh, Gelin Primewater comes almost skipping down the stairs and says, Ho! And you have returned! My, my, oh my, do you see this? They, these four, they ventured into the Sunless Citadel and they have returned, I assume, victorious with only the loss of one of their members. What a tremendous feat! <laughs> oh, the loss of none of our members. He's just sleeping. Can, can I do an insight really quick? Yeah. Does he not remember us coming back last night? Uh, did you greet him last night? No, we didn't. We talked to the guard. Oh, was it the guard that burst in? I thought it was him that burst in and almost had a heart attack. Oh, no, no that, that was, was Saman. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's... sorry. Yeah. That was at, over at the theater. Never mind. <laughs> no, uh, so you look at Gellin and you see his excitement, uh, and Master Primewater then says, I knew you would make it back. I just knew it. Ah! You must be famished, since, you know, you've just made it back from the Sunless Citadel. You wouldn't have kept me waiting for a whole afternoon. No, or a we, whole are, night. we are quite famished. Uh, well, uh, I'll get breakfast ready, or I'll see to uh, it. My chefs have breakfast ready, and in the meantime, we'll enjoy a morning, uh, a morning whiskey. How's that sound? Oh, that sounds fantastic. Uh, he invites you into his study, yet another room, uh, or not his study, this time it's his uh, cigar lounge. Yet another room in this magnificent mansion. This one is decorated in themes of animal hunting. Uh, there are large marlins and a shark even stuffed on the uh, walls here and mounted, laminated in that thing that makes it to where you can actually keep fish mounted. Uh, on the ground, there is various animal skins, the most exciting of which is... Uh, the most exciting of which is the large, like, scaled serpent skin that uh, is about 20 feet long and uh, seems to have several fins. And he remarks that this is a ma- or is called a Maji serpent fish uh, and that he uh, uh, pulled it up with the help of a significant crew down in the Ancienne Chapelle. Uh, it's said that even one of these scales, if plucked from a living uh, a living serpent fish, is capable of granting a wish. Although he uh, regrets to say, once they're dead, their scales have no value at all, <laughs> except for as decoration. Uh, and uh, you look at this wish-scaled creature on the ground, and uh, he invites you to use it as a footrest as uh, you uh, smoke cigars and drink whiskey. Uh, however, Prime Water hardly lets you sit there long enough before he says, What was it like out there on the third Arcanist? Were there goblins? Oh, many, many goblins, yes. Oh my god, what kind of mask do they have? I've always been so curious about these goblin masks. Please, please, you must tell me what masks did they have? Oh, the masks, they were grand. They were like shaped like the sun and they had plumage of these many multicolored feathers. Really? Fascinating. Uh, you recall they had boar masks and lizard masks. Uh, <laughs> no, but very, no, we're very... <laughs> yes, no, yeah. We're talking it up. Uh, he nods in excitement and says, and there was what, how many? Two? 300 goblins? Oh, at least. At least. It was too many to count, frankly. 
And here I thought, when you shoved off and you told me you had gone to Anders Salmer, I thought to myself, and I actually even told my butler, there goes a group of dead men who are probably going to uh, try and betray me to Anders Salmer. I'll have to send out murderers to kill them. But instead they came to me. You came back to me because here you are. Oh, I thought you were going to betray me. But no, you came back. How of course, could we betray of course you? we would. Yes, you have been nothing but gracious, the greatest host one could ever hope to have here in Port Providence. He smiles ear to ear at that. Can I get one of these cigars for the cabin boy? He says, certainly, you entered the Sunless Citadel and came back. Such explorers! It's like we have Isabel de Escar in this very room. And you, uh, he points towards... Uh, he points towards Rubert and he says, "You might as well be Darwin Nash for all we uh, for all we know." I mean, the re- oh, I am so excited to hear this. Uh, so you found it, right? You've got the tree. Well, unfortunately, that tree was a little too big to transport. You know, it's a whole tree. How could you expect one to bring an entire tree out with you? Well, that's How fair. Then not Rubert. Will do you one better, though. Really? Better than a tree that produces panaceas? <laughs> we will give you the panacea and the information on how to grow one. You found it. Ha <laughs> ha, Anders Salmer, you little shit. Yeah. <laughs> Salmer's not getting his hands on this one. Oh, no amount of coin can buy this. I don't care what he was planning on paying. It's mine now, right? Well, it depends on what you're planning on paying, huh? He looks a bit quizzical and he says, well, what we exactly agreed upon is I will front the coin for your ship at a 60-40 split, and then we uh, continue with a business partnership of you go on expeditions, and I get 40% of your return. Well. With me paying for 60% of the initial investment, and yet only making 40% of your, your return. Mm. He looks a bit puzzled. He says, don't, don't overcomplicate this with having to negotiate and barter. You're about to, today, this very day, be able to name your own sailing ship. No, and those terms are very agreeable. We do. We would ask also a small favor. He leans back in his chair. And he says, "I don't." And after he takes a long puff on his cigar, and he sees frustration on his face. He says, "I don't much like it when deals get changed after they're agreed to." This is no. This deal is agreed upon, but there is some new information we've learned about. And with your great influence, we would perhaps just ask you know uh, to entreat upon you, and perhaps you know, uh, with your influence on the council, maybe you could you know movers and shakers and whatnot, maybe make some changes in this town. Maybe we should show him the panacea first and talk about that. Yeah, let's give the man his prize. Oh yeah, no, let's put it on the table. Then, you know, he marvels at it, uh, impressed to see it, and says, "Oh, that's the very thing." And I, a minor illusion to make it look like it's spectacular and you don't need beautiful. to do anything. It already looks that way to him. Oh. Uh, he looks at it and says, "What's the uh, the extra favor you're trying to court?" Well, you can tell that's very upsetting to him. 
I, d- I don't know uh, all of the details. Uh, my friend Jules here, I think, knows more about the situation in town. What yes. if... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, what if we take a second and enjoy this success first before we add on any other favors? Excellent idea. We have plenty of time to talk, don't we? Uh, Prime Water holds his hand up and says, I, hmm, I thought we had a done deal. I thought everything was uh, buttoned up. Everything was prepared. I already talked to my ship guy, and I have two ships sitting at uh, sitting at anchor, ready for you to choose from. I thought everything was done up and buttoned up. I, I don't want any celebrating. I don't even want breakfast. Breakfast can wait until we've settled this out, because I want to make sure our deal is uh, is finished. Because I thought it was finished. I already assumed it was finished. You came into my home. We made a deal. I gave you a ship, the Naughty Dreams, in order to fulfill an agreement. I just thought we were... I'm I'm upset. I apologize. I just don't like being double-crossed. No, this is no double-crossed. My apologies for making, you know making this a, a scene as it were i just no this is a done deal it's like this is on the table this is this is a done deal as far as i'm concerned we just we wanted to offer you a chance to perhaps extend your influence in the town given new information we have learned and perhaps you know extend you know make you better make us better we're in this together now and i wanted to extend that Yes, Mr. Primewater, maybe we got the order wrong, but uh, we would like to, you know, as as new business partners, once once we've finished this deal, maybe discuss something new on the table. I did not mean to overreach. That is, that was my, I, you know, I am a man of performance. I did not mean to overextend. You know us, we do like our drama. As you, uh, so as you see, you're, you're getting prime water to kind of calm down he says that's right you did overstep you you stepped beyond what we agreed upon and you know that i'm a businessman first and foremost so uh let's agree that we stick to the original terms and as an aside a new conversation we talk about this uh this added piece of business you want after yes. all and he kind of reaches for the uh he reaches for the panacea looking at the lot of you for consent to take it I don't we're stop bi- him We're business partners now aren't we We are I, I gesture it towards him He takes it and cut looks at it covetously Oh my fortune Uh I trust you know how it's supposed to be grown correctly We do well, yes. We had a uh, very pleasant conversation with the the man who was growing it until... Uh, <laughs> Such a until pleasant it, conversation. You until it turned a little less pleasant. But <laughs> up until then, yes, it was. Uh, we learned plenty. Everything. Uh, he, he gestures to Celeste uh, and says, and I assume you'll be staying around for a little bit to talk to me about how to plant this this afternoon? Or we'll yeah. talk to my gardener about how to plant it. I nod and I take a sip of my whiskey. Um, he smiles excitedly and says, okay then. Well, that's a done deal. After breakfast, we'll go and pick your ship. Why don't we talk about this favor you want over eggs? He points to the door and a uh, pair of servants immediately open the door from the other side. And you see that the banquet hall is beyond and they've prepared like a full breakfast, like a feast for breakfast of omelet and ham and other uh breakfast foods 
muffin or uh there's a lot of uh providence muffins not english muffins providence muffins <laughs> and uh you step in there to uh enjoy breakfast and while eating a delicious feast a hero's feast some would say um you uh you can have the benefits of hero's feast although i don't think you're adventuring today so it won't matter um uh, as you enjoy a delicious feast uh you uh talk with prime water about this additional bit of influence or favor you're wishing um what do you share with prime water so uh maybe we have we waited until after uh yeah it's, it's like eating it's like during food because he 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 prompts for it during food and says talk to me about this and he's also asked a lot of details about your expedition into the sunless <laughs> citadel oh so you're maybe able to uh maybe that. we can Maybe we can go into the details of our expedition here, and after after we're all finished eating, we can just move on to the business. It may be a better topic for when we're not eating. All right. Is there any details of your expedition into the Sunless Citadel that you sh- hide from him, or do you just send him those episodes and let him listen through it? <laughs> oh, maybe do we... we... Do we tell him about the dragon and Meepo or not? No, I think we leave out, we leave out Meepo... The dragon, I think. I think we, we should talk tell about. Him. We should yeah, tell we him can. The dragon. Yeah, well, let's tell him about the dragon. I, but I, Robert is also going to talk it up like it's a much bigger dragon than a wormling. <laughs> we might end up having to go back for this thing. All right, I'm uh, for that. I'm for that. So, other than that, there's no details that you explicitly leave out. Probably not the part where we almost. Um, got our ship stolen by the um what was it a hobgoblin and probably not the do you tell him anything about how this is an evil tree that eats that's born of a vampire and uh (laughs) drink or and uh enthralls people should we say it's uh something that needs to be treated with the utmost care because it's uh I don't know. It's I don't want to spread. Maybe if we say spread some, evil, I think it's probably a good idea to give them some information about it. As an aside, not saying this in character, but like because if he wants to plant it but plants it wrong, he's probably going to come for us because he now yeah. has murder. He almost put murderers <laughs> on us, so we might want to be like this. Seems a little bit more dangerous than anticipated. Yeah, I do. I I exaggerate at every bit I can. Yeah, as you get to the details about the tree, you're kind of maybe surprised to see he doesn't bat an eye at the idea of it enthralling people or being born from a vampire. He didn't know that information. He thinks it's interesting, but he doesn't think it's morally wrong. Uh, or even if he does, he doesn't seem to care. He just seems to nod about, okay, and so that's how I plant it. Okay, that's the kind of conditions it needs. Okay, and uh, netting one panacea per year. And, like, the costs don't seem to matter to him. Showing you a bit of underneath the true businessman that uh, that is Gellin Brimewater. Um, and uh, at, by the end of your story, I need a performance to see how impressed this is because prime water will share this tale and this could really help to build your uh fame throughout the shattered isles all right i'll make the performance and i'll use uh that inspiration i got from my uh good call yeah rest and relaxation 15 plus 22 
Holy crap. All right, you do a really good job of talking the story up. And by the end, uh, Prime Water is on edge, and he is excited. And you talk about the shark, and he's like, what a finisher. But then you tell him about running to the boat, and then all the goblins are there. And he says, you couldn't have written a better story. Oh, it's like the, it's like Melora herself wanted this tale to be told. Um, and as you... Uh, get to the end when like the dragon started chasing you as you were rowing out to sea <laughs> and the part where Zelnern had to grapple the dragon and drown it. Um, that's a pretty exciting piece of it. And uh, yeah, I rope some of the servants in and I give them like uh, stage daggers and I like perform it out. I do sound effects. Yeah. When the, uh, the trio of uh, undead treants rose up around the, uh, around uh, the Golthias tree to defend it and uh, you found a special way to trip them using their own roots. Uh, you know, these various points that totally happened, it, mm-hmm. it really works. Uh, by the end, yeah, Gellin Primewater is enraptured by your tale, um, but he's not morally phased by the consequences of the uh, Golthias tree. And eventually, uh, finishing dinner or breakfast full, a little bit drunk from whiskey, uh, Prime Water says, Now, before we go look at ships, let's hear about this favor you wanted, or this bit of this group you wanted to help. Or, you know, you, I obviously, as a council member, I have a bit of pull. <laughs> Please tell me, what is it you wish? What's that laugh? It was so- Gellin Prime Water's laugh. I'm sure you're familiar with some new uh, arrivals. The um, the lizard folk, detestable creatures. Not the lizard folk, although that is an interesting topic. I'd be very interested to pick your brain about um, the the Burati sailors. Ugh! You mean those ghouls, drowned fleet monsters? Oh, monsters seems like a strong word. Have you have you gotten a chance to speak with any of them? <laughs> it's political suicide to speak with those creatures. Ah, uh, yes, I'm sure it is. Um, you know, I managed to overhear that um, they actually are selling some magical items that I thought might be very useful for our endeavors. And uh, as your business partners, it would probably benefit both of us if we had the ability to uh, benefit from that. He leans in and says, are you saying what I'm thinking? Um, let's see. Maybe I am. What do you are think? Are you thinking I should call for a vote of the council to repossess all the contents of their ship, have them all hanged for being drowned fleet monsters, and then uh, take the uh, spoils of their boat, repossess them as taxation? You know, I it's gonna be a hard. It's gonna be a hard pull, but that is it, absolutely what we're saying. You know, here, here. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. My glass on the table. Speaking just for me, uh, I don't think they actually are of the drowned fleet. Um, I think it's. Uh, I mean, I definitely see why you might think that, but uh, I, I'm f- from the mainland. I mean, it's they're not completely unheard of even over there, and um, they probably would be able to bring even more magical items than one ship's worth if we kept them alive and say, allow there to be some sort of exchange. Listen, I've, I hear you. I understand what you're getting at, though. Uh, <laughs> the idea of impounding them, that's also not going to work. You start impounding one ship. Now, pi- or now free traders are never coming back to Port Providence. He corrects himself when he starts to say pirates and switches it to free traders. Uh, they're never going to come... They'll never come back here once you've impounded one ship. So 
Never would I call for the impounding of any ship here. That's an imperialist thing. So I agree, I understand what you're saying. Open a trade deal with them. Honestly, selling some sickly pigs to uh, undead so they can take them back to eat some corpses seems a fair enough trade to purchase uh, uh, purchase plentiful uh, uh, magic items. Uh Yes, uh, Phil. GP, I was just thinking, you know, like, if it's sickly pigs, we're going to throw them out, burn them anyways, you know. Like, what What if you had a little, you know, off-the-books cash flow? You know, what if we took all those animals, we met them out at sea, you know, away from the islands. Yes. It gives us the opportunity to get some money for you off the books. Gives us a chance to look at some of their wares that they're bringing in and out of the area. And uh, no one on the council has to know anything about it. He uh, nods, seemingly not unfamiliar with this uh, concept. You recall that in his playhouse, you did find a smuggler's cache. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he nods and says, it's an idea that, uh, well, it's not, not entirely unthought of, but it's a sort of political suicide right now. What with the uh, what with the uh, ghost ship attacking every imperialist uh, supply shipment being sent over, any uh, or, or these undead, they're being watched pretty cons- uh, actively. They go out to sea. Uh, ships follow them. You know, this is their probably tenth time here in the last three years uh, that they've come and docked. People are going to be watching them. It, they called for a vote just this morning. As soon as the ship docked, they called for a or the council or the other councillors called for a vote to ban trade with them once more. They're being watched, so even if they were to go out to sea, fishing vessels would be spying on them. Any ship that meets up with them is going to be implicated as associated with them, and thus associated with that ghost ship that keeps attacking supply runs. If they're associated with that ghost ship that's attacking supply runs, well, obviously, that means that they're associated with anti-imperialist direct action. If I'm associated with anti-imperialist direct action, not just voting against them, but active attacks, those imperialists will be at my throat in a moment. You can just guarantee yourself that that's the kind of action that, uh, that's the kind of depth or action that, uh, that, that imperialist scum like that Eliander Fireborn is looking for me to do so he can arrest me and haul me off to some imperial mainlander jail. Can I float an idea? Go ahead. So with this ship that we will be provided, we would obviously, obviously be branded as associating with you. What if it was strictly off the books what if yes you under the table privately funded us but every time we came into port for evidence or dealt with this uh you know this undead ship we were just this entertainment company the aristocrats and we just happened to go to the theater company because you know that's where you you know put on your shows so while we are actually, yes, working for you, there's no other place for entertainers to go. So we have to come to the theater so we can deal with them. It would not look like you're associating with them, but you have right of first refusal because 
we are bringing their goods into port under the aristocrat's name, but are giving you right of first refusal of their goods. Uh, he nods, thinking this is quite the clever plan. However, he highlights that it will then make it to where you personally can't be known, or the four of you, five of you, can't be personally known as successful, famous uh, sea explorers in Port Providence if you'd have to disassociate uh, yourselves from your carnival selves. So it would make it to where you can't have any fame or notoriety in Port Providence as explorers. No, but we could have... uh, Well, what if officially we were the entertainers, the aristocrats, so we couldn't be known as an entertainment company? I think it's about time I bring back the Ocean's Five. I think I'm maybe I'm confused. If your plan is to come into town under the guise of a basically smuggling yourselves into town under the guise of a carnival or an entertainment company constantly, you couldn't then tell people in town I am Rubert. You'd have to be a, or you can't be Rubert, the famous explorer pirate. You'd have to be Rubert, the guy who juggles knives for entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't be able to associate yourself with your fame. So it's doable. You just would be preventing yourself from ever being famous. Oh, never mind. I'm out. How about this? I didn't like my performance that can much. I, can I like talk to him and do some weird double speak in which I say like, yeah, I understand your concerns about meeting up with the ship, but like, let's say for example, you had a hole in the floor at the theater, you know, that certain people knew about and that they would put things in it and then someone else would come and get it at a later date and no one could realize that two people were touching that item at the same time and kind of like spell it all out for him and say that we could do that on the sea on an island nearby so that no one needs to know. Um, You do that and he nods and says, entirely possible, assuming we can trust these undead to not betray their side of the deal. And also, how could we leave large amounts of livestock in a in a dead drop it's possible Just put them in barrels barrels instead he says and i i trust me i i appreciate your creative trading mechanisms that you're proposing i believe the heat is too high though right now rather so long as that ghost ship continues to torment the imperial shipments I don't think I think the heat is too much on this uh on this uh or on any trade with the undead. Can However, just... if Oh, I think you're go. about to say it, go for no, it. No, no, please, Les, I'd love to hear your recommendation. Oh, well, I was just going to say, well, what is because it sounds like the ghost ship has been dealing with imperialist issues, would it be helpful if we were to investigate the ghost ship and see what's going on there? To see if we could. Our first official mission is to take out the ghost ship. He smiles and says, anyone who destroys that ghost ship, well, their patron would sure win some influence in the council. And that would strip the eyes uh, off of the, uh, off of uh, the Unleben Birati, which would then make us uh, free to trade with them in open water. And if we can keep the ban on trading with them, keep an active, hostile mindset here in town. Oh, it's bad. Forbidden to trade with them. They're evil monsters. Well, that would make it to where we have exclusive at-sea trading rights. Now there 
is a business proposition. I'm going to see I will like working with your crew. <laughs> I can't so, say that I'm not a little offended that he uh, doubts my smuggling abilities in the face of this ship. Uh, it seems like he's not willing to risk the political harm of uh, interacting with the Unleben Birati while there's a ghost ship attacking imperialists because you get dragged. Because yeah, Phil takes it pers- personally, though. Um, I like and- pat Phil on the shoulder and like offer him the rest of my drink <laughs> and sneak a cigar for him. Jules has kind of just got head and hands like, this is not exactly what I had in mind, but sure. Jules, everything's going exactly to your plan. <laughs> this is Cheers. just what you wanted, Jules. Cheers to Jules. Note that also uh, <laughs> he in your conversation, he does reference, and I forgot to say explicitly, but he references that if the imperialists were to have a justification for it, they'd drag him off in irons to the prison of Tim, uh, the prison of Timor. Uh, it is a mainland prison near the uh, bayous on the mainland that is a uh, outpost of the actual legionnaire army of the empire. Within, so rumor says, they keep true devils and hellish attendants, and that no one is allowed to enter though save for those most loyal to the empire and uh prisoners dragged who are never to be seen again it is full of black cells and deep recesses uh people say it's a haven of torture worship and it is from there that the evils of mainland are born timor the prison uh and he fears timor so that's why he's not willing to risk anything that would uh send him there uh so uh he then claps his hands together in excitement and says well you're welcome to pursue this ghost ship if that's the pre- uh if that's what you decide to do but don't treat me like i am your guide or your uh person who's explicitly telling you what to do i treat all of my crews as uh contractors who are free to uh go as they will explore as they must uh take trade contracts with me as they need them uh and all i ask is that uh, a regular check-in uh, or when you're in providence and a 40 percent return as agreed upon of your whole now who wants to go pick out a ship oh Quick, uh, uh, quick, quick question. The um, yeah. we we had heard about this ghost ship before. Was this something that there was interest on the in the uh, estate of that other guy? Shoot, what's Anders his name? Salmer? Yes, uh, Skarin, his uh, his like housemaster. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Mater D, I guess. Uh, his um, basically his chief servant. Uh, house manager there's a word i'm looking for uh he said that uh destroying that ghost ship is pretty in pre- uh, important to uh or stopping that ghost ship is pretty important to anders salmar's political campaign uh that he wants that done for uh gain and uh that he has reason to believe that the ghost ship's operation is somehow connected to an abandoned house uh, that's located south of Obed High, which is south of uh, Port Providence. Um, and that this uh, sinister uh, abandoned house supposedly has holds the secrets of this ghost ship. 
Um, he asked that you had gone pursued this ghost ship to unveil its unravel its secrets so that Anders Salmar could win the political influence of it. Although now, so has Gellin Primewater, but not so that you can get a ship from Gellin, but so that you can start doing magical item smuggling in assistance with Gellin. Got it. So, of course, what we need to do is play both sides and then ask uh, ask the other one to not let it be known that we're... <laughs> we'll be the under-the-table option for uh, Prime Water's rival. <laughs> Nice, a solid double cross. Uh, go wrong. Hey, everyone wins here. Everyone wins. Cool. All right. Uh, so you want to go look at ships? Yar. Hey, big ups, Chaotic Normies. It's your pal, Ryan, who plays your favorite bard, Rubeer Graysand, on the podcast you just listened to. Thanks for listening. Um, please share with anyone you, every anyone and everyone you know, your best friend, your worst enemy, your long-lost sister, every, everyone. Um... Yeah, just want to, you know, follow at the, all the normal spots. Go to catacrumble.com, uh, email any questions, concerns, comments, uh, your favorite gluten-free bread recipe to catacrumblepod at gmail.com. Yeah, that'll do it for this week. I do think I'm going to start uploading episodes on Thursdays moving forward. I think it just it's a day that works better for me, so hopefully that doesn't throw off your entire weekly schedule. Um, but yeah, so stay tuned till next week, and uh, until then, bye-bye. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.